Thanks for listening to or watching the Upland Down Under podcast. And I'll show this recording live on Thursday, the 11th of January at 7 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. On tonight's show, we'll catch up on the Upland market floors. We'll check in on the neighbourhood ratings for January and reflect on the recent Q1 2024 roadmap update video. I've got the main topic for this week down as Totem Life. It's a uh, touch complicated. However, I don't have much to say on that myself. So we'll see if any of our live participants want to chime in on that one. We've also got quips on Uplands ownership future, in-home utility, sparklet, exchangeability, totems, and another one on Speedway Metaventures and map asset viewing lag. And we'll take a look at another Upland community member spotlight care, care of the dynamic node builders team. All that more, of course, on this, the Upland Down Under podcast. As I do a quick pit stop to change my glasses. If you're wondering how you can take part in the live recordings of this podcast, I dropped the link to the Zoom in the NBA server Thursday nights at 6.45 p.m. AEST. Let's get into breaking badly news and take a look at what's currently happening in the Upland market floors. Can you still hear me? Because my audio just went all weird. You still got me there, Swiley? Anybody? Yeah, mate, I got you loud and clear. All right, mate, just when I changed my glasses, something, something went on. Thanks, Grizz. All right, let's see. And thank you to Swali who patched through the numbers this afternoon. Um, so, yes, the numbers should be pretty accurate today, unlike last couple of weeks. So what do we got? 90-day averages, not much happening here. 0.7% um, down on the transactions volumes, little tiny bump, 0.2% on the trading volume. Not much doing there. Unique active wallets up a fraction. Um, I was expecting this to be bumped up a bit more than that, only up 1.4% based on, you know, totems coming in line and all that sort of stuff. And total minted properties, sorry, 2,106 properties minted through the week. So still over 300,000 available to purchase. Now, city markets, I when I looked at the numbers you sent through, I was like, that can't be right. Arlington, 15,800, but it is. And then I even looked back at last week. Even last week, it's 14,500. So Arlington, quite healthy over there. And it's had a boost on both the UPX and the USD. Was $5.69. Someone's playing around there, playing funny buggers. Now up 17.6% to $6.69. Ooh la la. Bakersfield up on the UPX, down on the USD. Interesting. It's pushing back to that $3 floor. Berlin, not much up in there. What Bronx had a pretty big hit down 15% or almost 16% on the UPX. Um, back down under 10,000, now at 9,000. And then it's a bit all over the place. Dallas, 23% down on the USD, was just under $6, now $4.50. That's a big hit. Keep in mind, some of these might be balked figures from last week, finally being fixed up for this week. Um, what else is jumping out at me? Rio up 22% on the UPX. I dare say that's a that that'd be a bulk figure there from last week. Probably same for Sao Paulo, up 24%. Other than that, pretty flat. Santa Clara down 10% on the USD was just under $19 last week, just under $17 this week. Um, worst place to buy for buy for UPX and sell for USD remains at LaSalle. And Dallas is also stretching out as is New Orleans. On the flip side, if you want to buy for UPX and sell for USD, you got options, best options, Detroit, Chicago, Queens, and Rio. I'm going to get back into that game myself relatively soon. I've got to save some more UPX. I need to get back to 
at least a million for the next city release or expansion, and then I'll be playing the USD up game as well. So that's about all that I'm looking at there. And I did it again. Look, I clicked off that, and we're going to go straight to the neighborhood ratings. Dum, dum, dum. All right, let's have a look. See if it'll click over. No, too far. Yes, neighborhood ratings. As predicted, uh, mid-ten terrace didn't last very long at the top there. And we're, what are we, neck and neck. Red Hook and Merced Manor look set to battle it out. Although, don't um, discount Quailwood as well in fourth place currently. But, yes, Red Hook has it at the moment. Still very early days in the month. Nothing out of the ordinary looking like it's creeping up. Although, what's that Bronx one? Sputin Juville. Never heard of that one. And then the rest of the leaderboard is just full of, like, smallish to medium-sized nodes where we're kind of tapped out with what we can do. That's Sherwood Forest, Greenwich Village seems to be in the same kind of thing. Bayswater Dog Patch, uh, Bronxdale, of course, Palmer Park, Hanson Dam. There's a whole bunch of them that there's not much action there. So it wouldn't take much for a newish newish big node to come in and knock all those scores for six, but hopefully not. Red Hook and Merced Manor would be both deserved winners. As would Quailwood, Midtown Terrace, and pretty much anybody within that top 20, I would say. So, anyhow, we'll keep an eye on it. So, that's it for that. I was um, thinking last night when I went to bed, I was, I was like, geez, there's not going to be much to talk about tomorrow night. And then, what do you know, we had this morning when I woke up, there was a Upland Q1 2024 update. And the headline was Explore with Car Transportation Revamp Seasons and Open Source Racing. I did um, have a quick listen to this this morning as I was scrambling to work. It was on 2x speed, so I was writing down some pretty scribbly notes here. And I'm just saying before we got kicked off, I can hardly even read them myself. Um, anybody in chat, did you happen to catch up on that? Anything stick out to you? If you want to chime in or just type it up. Or haven't watched it yet. It's, I think it was pretty good for them to get that out there. Get get one out there nice and early. They seem to be going straight out the gate this year. Lots of stuff happening. So I'll just, um, if something pops up in chat, I'll catch up on that. Otherwise, I'll just run through my notes. So a couple of things first off the bat. They mentioned quality of life features. And one of the big things there they talked about was a search feature for properties when you know, trading or stuff like that. Hallelujah. And it was also mentioned that that was going to be coming through real soon. Hopefully that um, extends to, well, they did say trading property. So hopefully that extends to when you're setting collections as well. Um, that, that'd be a huge quality of life update for sure. Then they discussed Spark and Sparklet. They mentioned that they were, they're spending a lot of time working on all of the backend smart contracts and they were going to put the call out at some stage for some community input on the future of Spark Utility. I mean, I think there's already been tons and tons and tons of suggestions, so maybe they can spend some time looking back through some of the stuff that's already been heavily discussed, or if you do have something in mind, perhaps they're going to put some official kind of thing together where they're going to re-get them all on board. Probably be another Reddit thing. They seem to be all about Reddit for that sort of stuff. So that was kind of good. Um, platform mechanics, they mentioned there's a couple of strange, interesting ones in here. 
they're going to continue to work on the first-time user experience, trying to up the player attention stats. I thought this was a bit strange, this one, actually. One of the big things they seem to be working on as part of that first-time user experience is, is getting access to a temporary, not NFT car, but just a car so you can play around with that whole system and whatnot. I think it seems like a weird kind of thing to go after to try and get people to stick around. I mean, especially mobile game, like if I try and do racing on the cars, the, the loading time in the screen on the screen for that is just, it takes ages to load um, unless they're doing some kind of fully separate thing. Uh, they did mention that they're not going to be those new players that are racing with their fake cars. They're not going to be racing against other people. It's just going to be against AI. So maybe it's going to be a very simplified thing. Um, not sure if that's going to involve um, the whole swathe of tracks, whether they're going to have you know access to all the different tracks. And uh, there's a quips later on about how uh, some of these Speedway metaventures that are getting heavily built out, um, the lag on some of those is kind of getting out of control. So it'll be very interesting to see how that's all going to play out. But yeah, it just seems like a... I don't know. If I was a first-time user and then I played around with that whole car thing, I don't think that's going to be the shiny thing that's going to grab my interest. But who knows? Maybe they're going to set it up so it's fun and interesting. Maybe utilize the carts, do a little kart track or something, kind of dive into the Mario Kart-esque sort of stuff. Have to wait and see. The other one they mentioned was um, MetaMask. They're going to flesh that system out and you know they're going to make... Um, you're going to be able to buy other stuff with your ETH. So you're going to be able to buy packs of stuff, Spark, and they're going to roll out different ERC20 tokens as part of that. I think I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. It's a bit strange that they're all hyping this all up because we've had this system in place for years and years and years where you could buy UPX with crypto. Um, it's good that that's back and it's good that's going to extend. So I don't know, bit of a strange one. Um, they mentioned that one of the things that they were, you know, it seemed like um, Danny was kind of pushing, who was it, Edan to kind of get into this a bit more, but apparently they're going to dive into seasons a bit more. So there's always been talk about how, you know, day mode, night mode in Upland um, seasons, like we know we have with the structure ornaments, they're season, they're, they are seasonal, but they kind of didn't really get into details, but they did say there's going to be, a complete overhaul and expansion of the season concept. And they're pretty tight-lipped about that. Um, one of the notes I wrote down was AUS, Oz, question mark. Is this going to be a continuation of, hey, look, we're doing Christmas and everything's freaking snow and it's all like that. Well, it don't snow here in Christmas. So are they going to finally give some love or you know differentiate things to be a bit more inclusive for the wider globe? Still yet to be seen. Um Hopefully so. That would be nice. Um, they also mentioned transport. Uh, transport. So keep in mind, this is a Q1 roadmap update. So cars as private transport expected to be very soon. They mentioned Spark as the fuel for those. They also mentioned cars as uh, having a car-only city release. So expect some movement in that in Q1. Hey, Lily. And Man jumped in. So have to wait on that. Uh, they mentioned different sort of racing mechanics that might be coming in. Um, 
as part of that, you'll be able to set the scope of races. So you, you will be able to coming up, you will be able to set a race. So it's only S one R's or it's only, you know, whatever you want to do, semi trailers or whatever it is. And they also mentioned maybe making the code public for the racing to try and get a few, um, bit more UGC elements involved in that. Now, one of the things that they didn't mention as far as transport, which stuck out to me and kind of, it's kind of a blessing and a curse, really. There was no mention of transportation mechanics for decor, uh, sorry, map assets or structure ornament crates or anything like that. So um, no mention of uh, the the trailers for the semi-trucks or anything like that. So I've, I've kind of been a bit slack with moving all my map assets. I was really kind of hoping that there was a deadline in there. So that would really kick me into gear and light a fire under my ass to get me going. So, but yeah, there was no mention of that. So I'll have to wait and see. What else did we say? Uh, Metaventures. Now, this is what I can't, I can't read. Oh, they talked about cafes. Um, cafes coming into users, into the users' hands. The first batch of those will be from the Genesis Week prize winners. There's going to be features like being able to offer subscriptions and yada, yada, yada to help um, support UGC creators. And they also mentioned for MetaVentures having a a um, a proper sandbox playground environment for things. Like I know, if you remember, if you've been listening for a while, way back in the day when we first submitted our first series of outdoor decor map assets, the ten piece set, um, we agonised over sizes and all this sort of stuff. Detect. Um, worked on it. I submitted them all, and then when we got them back, the scales were just all completely wrong. Um, so and then there was so much backwards and forwards, and just months of downtime trying to get that sorted out. So within this sandbox environment, it's going to help, you know, get rid of all those niggly things. And Lily says in chat, "Oh my god, I'm so over the moving, <laughs> and I've only been doing it a few months. I I have had I had another one this morning. I believe it was Bam Tech." And I've had so many DMs over the past, probably about the last month and a half. Like, um, oh my God, now I know why you were whining about it so much. Yeah, I wasn't. Well, I am a whiny old bastard at the best of the times, but this one's heavily justified. Yeah, if, if you're moving map assets or crates or whatever, especially on mobile. Um, yeah, that. and I, I think I spoke about this last week. The optimization levels required on mobile um is significant the white screen crashes when you do anything at least on ios i um, mean i've got a brand new well not brand new i've got a iphone 15 i believe or a 14 it's just crazy uh, just even can... even pixel 6 on android is the same shit that... five five swaps or five uh, asset movements and you have to restart the app uh, to get to further yep yeah, and a lot of the times I'm moving stuff from, from within Midtown Terrace and because Midtown Terrace is so jam-packed with development and stuff, it just crashes on its own. So I, I get the the typical map asset crash on top of the can't load Midtown Terrace crash. It's just, it's really is, it's quite shocking actually. So there's a lot of back-end optimization that needs to be done. Um, Lily says check boxes at least, yeah, or even being able to save an address amount of times like i'll copy and paste the address but then it'll white screen flash crash and then that's gone you have to redo it and yeah it's it's not fun it's not fun it is quite the grind and yeah shift drag yeah um 
NFLPA, they mentioned uh, replicas being able to be created from burnt essentials. If you're all about the NFLPA, maybe that's going to be something you're interested in. And then, of course, totems, you know, Q, at least the first half of Q1 is going to be all about totems. Um, they're going to be monitoring the progress from the first cycle, making changes from there. Makes perfect sense. Um, they also outlined some dev tools. We have, according to what they said, six to 10 mini games coming in. And they, they kind of hinted that they're going to do a similar challenge coming up as well, whether that's going to be another game dev challenge or something else. Have to wait and see. And uh, Squamusa mentioned in the general chat yesterday they will do a spotlight for each of these mini games to promote it. Nice. But yeah, I have seen a bit on Twitter. I think they, they shared one before. It was basically Flappy Bird. I was like, really? Wow. It seems, I don't know, there's that many Flappy Bird clones out there, but to make an official Flappy Bird clone in the game seems a bit strange. But I guess nobody reinvents the wheel. All games feed off some other previous games. And what else did we talk? Oh, Idan kind of mentioned towards the end um 2023 was the year for builders and they were kind of spruiking that 2024 is the year for growth so hopefully so that's we've been saying that for the longest time as part of you know the sparklet proposal and getting this out there in the wider crypto space more eyeballs and that sort of stuff um i did think it was quite it's interesting at the end there idan i've got it in quotes here but don't i'll, I'll say what i wrote down but I don't quote quote me as quoting him exactly but he was he was talking about um what was the context people talk about hey when are we going to get um uh utility for properties yada, yada yada and he said something along the lines of every feature that comes into upland is property utility and i was listening along saying yeah kind of but we still just need baseline property utility as well, which there's a quips on that coming up. Um, I still, I think it's just utterly bizarre that there's not some kind of reward, financial reward, you know, whether it be UPEX or collection boost for putting a construction, a building on your property. So I don't know. So yes, it is every, of course, yes, it is. Every single thing that comes into Upland helps boost the greater ecosystem ecosystem and whatnot so yeah i guess if you take a big picture perspective that's true but we could also go a bit micro on that and get some actual very easy to understand property utility as well i think that that was kind of my takeaway from it all the biggest one for me i guess was interesting was the the cars as private transportation it's going to be fun to play around with that and a car only city release that sounds pretty cool and probably the other one, of course, the quality of life feature. It, it would be nice if they do a car-only city release and uh, only announce it maybe eight hours in front and uh, you need eight hours to drive from another city to this Aha. new one. <laughs> so um, most most people won't get it. That, that, that would be fun, I think. But um, yeah, the well, complaints would be too much uh, if they do something like this. Well, that, that might be a good hint right there, actually. Like if you have 
if you have more than one car, if you have several cars, well, maybe you might want to think about not bunching them all up in one city in one neighborhood. You might want to put one in, you know, in Europe. You might want to put one in South America or, you know. Okay, so so something for all the um, car meta-venture owners to sell cars so that I can have one car in every city <laughs> just go. in case. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. So I, I thought it was good. Um, yeah, it was pretty good. It was a nice quick one. Um, plenty of information in there, a lot to look forward to um, and a lot for them to work on. So we'll see how they go. All right. Now, as I said, I pinged this as the main topic for the show, Totem Life. It's a uh, touch complicated. Um, as you may have seen, I had at one point, I had about 15 totems. I sold all but one of those. I cashed that in to pay off some bills and I've just got my lonely old red wolf and I've been playing around with that myself. Um, I underfed it the first the first feed. I think I fed it 30 and it said try and feed more next time. I was going to try and feed it at the 12-hour mark, but I was like, bugger it, I'll just feed it at the 24-hour mark. I fed it 50 at the 24-hour mark and it just said success. So I, we have seen this. There's a lot of chatter in general. There's a lot of um, backwards and forwards stuff kind of nut out the nitty-gritty for all of this and 50 did seem about right for the red and I could probably bump that up to 60, but we'll see how we go. Um, I'm only going to feed it again tomorrow morning. So it'll be another 24 hour feed. My, what is it? The feed ratio or whatever it said, dropped down under 50%. Not sure yet if that was because I underfed it the first time or it was too much of a gap between the 24 hour period. Um, for me personally, 12 hours is doable. I could, I could do it at 6am and 6pm. I could do that. Anything other than that, like I feel for some of these people that have got reds, they've got browns, they've got oranges, and they're getting up at every, what is it, it's seven hours for one, but apparently the optimal feeding time is halfway between that. So they're getting up every three hours for one and every six hours for the other and yada, yada, yada. I was like, yeah, that ain't for me. So I don't know. Anybody else want to chime in on the old totems? How are you going? Are you having fun? Not playing with it? Don't want to know about it? I, I, I think... Uh... It was an, um, a nice event to collaborate between all the Upland players because yep. the Discord uh, activity in every Discord uh, where you can find something about totems or beach, uh, for example, or uh, the analytic assassins or the, the, Upland, uh, the Upland Discord. Uh, if you go away half an hour from your PC, you have to read uh, 500 new messages uh, to get something of it. It, it activated the community. And uh, this, this is one of the nice effects of it. Um, on the other side, it is so intransparent. And <laughs> then you think you got something, then you prove it, and you got proven wrong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, yes, since Eleven said, it's, it's not, not, not really fun. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I think in the end, it would be something for Upland to sell Protem to the users, because as far as I can see, there are at least 30 from the 1,400 totem owners who get to zero Protem, yep. so they can't spend any more unless they buy something from the store. <laughs> yes. And, um, yeah, let's see what, uh, what we will get. Um, yeah. For me, it's fun to to try and error and uh, yeah, to do do the Excel voodoo. 
to, yeah. to get something out of it. Um, but um, yes, I will not put an alarm clock to feed my Tamagotchi. <laughs> no, me neither. So what's Grizzly said, stinking turnips, I underfed mine and now it's angry at me with 27%. Yes, LeBan, so far not fun. The positive thing is what Buell said, it activated the community. Um, Grizzly followed up. I like seeing all the minds come together to solve the mystery of how much to spend on what totem. Yeah, and keep in mind, this is the very first cycles too. So once and it's inevitable that the community is going to pick this apart and know exactly but by the end of this 30 days, there's very smart people and there's a lot of chatter going on. They, they're going to have it nailed. So when it comes to the second round of this, everybody's going to be on board. Um, it will be very interesting to see how the market goes. Like if people, I saw, is it Scotty Boom or somebody's had 130 of them or something? Whether they <laughs> hold on to them or whether they... Yeah, so the a seven seventy thousand protem delivered to him. <laughs> yeah. A bit of work. Yes, so uh, I'm definitely in that same boat too. Where I, I did the math on mine, like I can feed mine for 20 days, and if I don't get any kickback, then it's going to starve to death. I'm definitely not going to buy any more protem. Um, the first, the first protem collection that I got was 4.49 or something for 24 hours. So, you know, depends on what what curve you're on. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I think this is be or this this would be one um, for cycle two since Upland stated they don't do a earnings cap. Yeah. <laughs> so if if um, all the smart people um, they get all the, the formula you need to handle the protem uh, and the totems right, then they can say, eh, and now we do a cap yes. <laughs> for something. <laughs> and uh, yeah, happy research. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, you will have to get set your alarm. So, yeah, I'm definitely not playing that game. I'll just plot along with my little red wolf. Um, Lily said, still testing mine. Went down to 49, but climbing back up. Nightmare. And Grizzly, at that point, I'd activate for the badge and then let them sit for the stand. Goodness, yeah. Right, now we did see, um, as Bulemer mentioned, there's a whole bunch of different communities that are putting stuff out there. I will just shout out Nosef and the team at Red Hook who've got a lot of cool stuff going on over there. There is a specific server for totems. Um, they put this together, I believe. This is a pretty cool graphic. Uh, if you're listening on the Spotify, it has, you know, all of the basic details. I kind of went off this for mine. I don't even know. I forget what my input is, but I've got a red one, and it says here, feed at 60, feed at every 35 hours, I believe. So I'm doing it a bit less than that, and mine's a micro, and then, there's extra information about hexagon. So yeah, by, by, the, by the time we get to the end of this first cycle, um, there's going to be heaps of stuff like this. And when it comes to doing the second one, it's just going to, it's going to be simple. And then, well, aside from the, the alarm clock situation, but yeah, I'm certainly not disappointed that I cashed in most of mine and helped pay off some bills. Very happy with, with that move. I don't know. That's all I got on totems. Anybody else? Any last words? How about you, Swally? You're pretty quiet over there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just watching, waiting, saying I've got seven. I only activated one. I fed mm. it 50. I got no feedback. So I was like, I don't know if that's good or bad. No news is good news. I'm guessing. Yep. Um, if paid me back nine. 20, about 24 hours later and it's still sitting at 95% school mm. so I'm like okay I assume that means I do nothing I don't know but it's interesting that you think it's got to do more with colours and I thought size and style would have had more to do with it than colour but I don't know 
Yeah, there's a lot of chatter that colour has a has a big part to play, but yeah, as I said, I haven't been yeah. keeping my finger on the pulse. But I think that's a smart move if you've got multiple. If you've got seven, as you say, activate one, play around with it, get a feel for the system, and then yeah, go further. Yeah. And, a, and what what nobody um, realized yet is uh, uh, penalties. Like um, your totem stops the cycle if you miss too much because we are maximum at, at cycle three, yeah, or a day, 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 day three now. Um, so uh, there will be some surprises, I think, for uh, <laughs> um, for one or other people. So <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Swally, you had some final thoughts there. No, I was just going to say because I activated a blue micro goat so mm. i figured that'd be the smallest and cheapest to feed and i fed at 50 having no clue what i was doing mm. and yeah. i've had no feedback since so i'm like oh, i'll just ignore it and wait for everyone else to figure it out according to this chart you can feed blues up to 70 and the feeding periods up to 42 hours but i believe somebody i read something where the optimal feeding is half of that so i think you're pretty much on the right track perhaps no, like half so. half of this this um, time frame it's the, the the first feed because if you yep. activate your totem you are at the sweet spot to feed mm. so you have to wait only half of the interval to get to the second and then you should use the 40 and uh, 48 hours or something like this but <laughs> no financial advice here no? so. yes <laughs> yeah and it was that... like oh sorry go ahead I was gonna say that doesn't make sense to me because it's been what you know a day and a half, so what's that, about 36 hours? Mm. And I haven't fed it anything, and I'm sitting at 95%. So, I, yeah, I, it's, again, what you're saying doesn't seem to make sense. To yeah, the, 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 at, at my totems, the score only changed after I fed. <laughs> so um, I, I put some more protein in, and then it changed. Yeah, maybe after um, that. So food. maybe you're sitting on your 95% until it dies. <laughs> yeah, go from ninety-five to two. Yeah, if it dies, it dies. I'm, yeah, I don't care. Oh, there's there's plenty of butt hurt on the way. Like there will be people that get penalties and their totems get locked up. We've kind of already seen a bit of that. I know. Um, I kind of did that myself as well before I realized. Like I fed it the thirty protom initially, and it said maybe try and spend more next time. And then I went into the Discord and saw that. Uh, well, for reds, maybe try 50. So then I put another 15 on top, but then it turns out it's not cumulative. So that was just a complete waste of protom. And I have seen some screenshots and people talking where they've just pretty much fed their whole protom balance all in one hit. So they're completely burnt out of protom. Um, and the, what does it say in the... Um, in the announcement kind of post, the Protem sale registration opens Thursday. So that's Friday, 2 a.m. my time. So we got on another whole whole bunch of time before that starts. And then the first sale is Friday, 9 a.m. PT, Saturday, 3 a.m. my time. So, yeah, I mean, if, if you did burn out your Protem, well, yeah, you're not even going to be able to stretch it out to be able to buy Protem and keep it alive. You're going to probably face multiple penalties in that period. So, I don't know. But like I said, it, it's a teething, it's very much a teething process, this first first cycle, and we'll see how we go. Hopefully, people don't get their noses too out of joint with it all and just throw their hands up in the air and walk away. 
But that's easy for me to say because I've only got one and it's easy to babysit one. So. That on, uh, I saw in, in, on Facebook uh, the first business model around totems. Uh, pay me 10,000 Apex and I say you how to feed. <laughs> yes. But before we got kicked off, I know Sir Ness, he was trying to put a, um, a totem kindergarten together. He was definitely all about that. But then once he realized you couldn't transfer protem to look after other people's things, then that all became a bit of a mute point. But that'd be cool. So it'd be a full-time job. Imagine that, getting up at all the hours of the night to feed somebody else's pretend animals crazy crazy times all right moving on we'll move on to some quips part of me got a bunch this week first up we've got a three pack from six week six to start us off who asks is upland going to sell to a bigger company next year there is a lot of speculation about that on a particular Discord server and between some particular Twitter members that I've seen, um, I would be highly, highly doubtful of that. I know that, um, I believe, is it Dirk? Or it might be Dirk, Andy, down and Manny. Maybe they're, they're kind of serial entrepreneurs where they have done this before they've done startups and flipped them. Um, I don't know. It feels very much to me like uh, you, you hear Idan speaking this morning on that video, um, him and Dirk, whenever you hear them talk, it's, it's almost like they're it's, this is their baby project. So I'd be very surprised, but who knows? Anybody else want to chime in that? You think Upland's just grooming this all? Um, fluffing the numbers, if you're led to believe, as some say or some speculate, just to sell it on, I'd be highly surprised. Bit of a touchy, tricky subject to navigate, perhaps. They seem attached, but money is money, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Everything's for sale at a price. Yeah. So I don't know what on that one, 666. What do you think? Might have been. Catching up on the echo chamber. I, as I said, I have seen that being bandied about a fair bit. Would it be a good thing? Would it be a bad thing? Could very easily go either way. I mean, if Animaker Brands or something, some big thing like that was to buy it out and do a massive cash injection, could go anywhere. Or somebody might come in and completely have a completely different vision and just completely corrupt the whole thing. Who would know? Yeah. So... That's that one. Now he's got another two here. Six week six also asks, will homes become like cafes in the future? I'd love to have my home address be able to host my NFTs, music and other digital assets I acquire. Will homes become like cafes in the future? No, as we mentioned, I think cafes are going to become like cafes in the future. Every man, woman and their dog can apply to have a cafe. MetaVenture, I would assume. Um, as far as being able to host or display NFTs, music and other stuff, I've said this ad nauseum time and time again, we had that functionality in October, 2020, you could go into my, one of my properties, you could click inside, you could go inside the building and you could watch a video that I created with my family for Halloween. So we had that way back when I would definitely love to see that. Um, yeah. Will homes become like cafes? It's one of those things that has been mentioned for a very long time. It's been constantly requested. 
I would hope so. I mean, there's a lot of people, myself included, who bought up a bunch of wax NFTs thinking that at some stage they were going to be able to bring those in and decorate some kind of thing. Um, there's a lot of people out there, artists and whatnot, digital artists, or who do stuff they want to sell and kind of, um, Eddie might be one of those, the bought up Lander Club with a lot of the realia stuff he's mixed in with the coffee brands and all that sort of stuff. There's, there's so much they could do there. Even the, um, uh, the ninjas, they do a lot of stuff like that too. So I wouldn't hold my breath. Um, hopefully that does come through at some stage. Cause I said it has been talked about for the longest time, but yeah, doesn't seem to be on the radar at the moment. And then finally, six week six, also asks, will Sparklet be exchangeable like on Taco Swap? Um, I think it's way, way, way too early to speculate on any of that. Um, that's one of the biggest things is what exchange a particular coin lands on. That can really make or break a, a release of a coin. Um, hopefully Upland's going for one of the semi-mainstream exchanges and it's not some bizarre, obscure one where you feel really dodgy doing your KYC to get on the thing. Um, did plenty of those back in my ICO days. Um, exchangeable, yeah, there's there's plenty of other things there that, that do exchanges. I think that's all we got to wait and see. Um, perhaps jump in the gun a little bit. Uh, we need to get it on at least one exchange first and then see how we go. So, yes, lots to kind of think about there from six week six. And we had a, we had a last minute submission here from LeBan just before we got kicked off who states it's too effing time consuming, meaning totems. Upland should let the user choose the style of the cycle the user wants to start. Easy versus advanced. That would be good where easy cycle mode requires the user to feed the thing every 24 hours or something like mine with less payout in the end. But if you choose advanced mode, the mode they're running today, the user has to work more and the reward is therefore also higher. Yeah, that makes sense to me. You can, we'd be good to have that option. So yeah, I don't know. I like it. Have you perhaps put a, a post together for that or get in soon is here i'm sure he'd love to talk about that uh, just backtracking swally says uniswap would have to be the first exchange but it would be awesome if it ends up on a deck such as coinbase yep yes absolutely uh good point need to reach out to sonis yes get him on it he's he's all about that sort of stuff um yeah any sort of i guess moving away from the whole rng thing giving giving uh, community members, users more control um, you know, to play to their their strengths, their abilities. Like I, I just, there's no possible way that I would have any interest in or could get up every three hours to feed some bloody thing for a game that's on my phone. Um, yeah, it just ain't happening. So yeah, I would definitely, if I could pick and choose that, I would definitely go for the longer time period for, you know, a reduced earnings. Makes sense to me, as I said. And last up, we got one last quips from Bueller Man. He's in chat who asks the loading times of speedways with excessive amounts of map assets and buildings are higher than empty tracks. Scrolling with map assets through the map can be a hard job. For example, Midtown Terrace, 
Do you think the UGC embargo is something Upland's going to use to slow down the distribution of tons of shit, in quotes? There are many map assets which look ugly and don't do anything else than trying to fill the creator's pocket. No offense to the good ones. There is a good amount of beautiful assets out there. Yes, as we mentioned currently, at least on the mobile app, it cannot handle even, well, I guess Midtown Terrace isn't, I was going to say even half-filled areas, but Midtown Terrace at one point in time was almost fully built out almost fully full of map assets. And yeah, if you think about putting structure ornaments on top of that, it was, it was, it was um, a white Christmas because it was just all white screen crashes. So yeah, I don't know that something definitely has to be done to optimize the game to be able to handle that. I don't think the answer is to put a limit on the amount of, you know, as you say, tons of shit that's going to be put out there. I think um, the gates for that is hasn't even begun to crack open yet. I think with all of their the things they're doing to streamline the UGC submission process, um, they they seem very much open to getting more people involved, uh, more designers, you know, more manufacturers. I think, you know, even now, um, as um, Dan mentioned. Uh, 2023 was the year for building. I think um, when he mentions 2024 is the year for growth, I think that's very much the case of UGC. I think um, structure ornaments are going to go crazy. Um, you know, we're going to see more, even just more cars on the map, like DTEX and other people are making the the carts now. So there's going to be more of those. I think there's going to be a whole bunch of other stuff, boats, whatever, you name it. I think we haven't even seen... Haven't even yeah, seen he, he a done, small he done percentage in the in the Q one um, between the lines <laughs> that there could be other form of uh, vehicles. <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, buses to transport more people, or motorcycles, or boats, or plane, or whatever. Electric bloody scooters. Who would know? Yes, and what a swell I said. Is there an option to burn map assets? No, not as of yet, but it'd be interesting that there, that might be a case if there's some kind of um, dev project associated with that. They do seem pretty keen to explore that. But yeah, the whole, it, it seems backwards. Like there's a problem there where the, the game cannot handle the, you know, the load with all of this stuff that it already has it would be weird instead of fixing that problem, instead of optimizing the game to try and restrict how much is coming in. That's kind of seems like an ass about way to go about things. Um, and it's putting a bandaid on an open wound. It's just, you're going to get to that point again eventually. And then, then where do you go? So yeah. Yes. I think they're, they're definitely going to have to spend significant time, money, resources to fix up the opt optimization because yeah, it's, it's only going to get worse. And you know, if you've seen, if you've tried to do any sort of event, even back in the Portage Park Christmas event days, it just, the game just can't handle it at all. So there's a lot of work that needs to be done. So that's the quips for this week. Cheers for that six weeks, LeBan and Bulaman. You've all won yourselves 10,000 UPEX after fees. A reminder that if you want to submit a quips, there is a link to the Google form in the description. And if you want to claim a prize for doing so, well, you have to include your in-game name in your submission. 
All right, just a couple of last things to touch on. Now, let me get this set up here. Not that one, this one. And I'll zoom it in. So last week, I believe we did the first one of these and I was chatting to Mesme and we're going to continue along with this. So we've got the dynamic node builders getting to know community members in this week's getting to know community members segment, care of Mesme, as I said, and the other members of the dynamic node builders, they're featuring player Metal Raider. I did a bit of extra clickety-clicking and Metal Raider is currently an executive with a net worth at a bit over 10 million UPEX with over 180 properties and just under seven and a half spark. Home residence is in the Paradise neighborhood of Las Vegas. And let's check out what the DMB interview responses were for old mate Metal Raider. So it was pretty funny last week's one. Let's see what we got this week. So, yes, in-game name, Metal Raider, Uplander since January 2022. One thing you will never do again, credit card debt. Ouch. Just paid all mine off with that money I got out from Upland. Thank you very much. Uh, pet peeve, social media. That's interesting, but you're engaged in social media to say that. Superpower flying. Yeah, I always say that one or teleportation. Have you been to Vegas? Yes. Where do you live? Capital of CA. What's CA? Is that California? I don't know my, my acros for that. Occupation. <laughs> Occupation is tell people, pick it up and put it down. Interesting. Any guesses on what that one is? Pick it up, put it down. Uh, public figure you know the most about, James Hatfield and Marcus Allen. Don't ring a name uh, bell to me. Those ones, most common internet search, hi history, fitness, bucket list, go to Hawaii. Do you have tattoos? Yes. If you could start a charity, what would it be? Helping youth activity. Three Uplanders you chat with regularly, City Pigeon, Curtis 688, and Tea Case, and Guilty Pleasure, the old whiskey. Nice one. All right, let me catch. Did I miss that? Uh, yes. All right. So if you would like to get yourself involved in what the DMB has got going on over there, or if you know of someone who the community might be interested in learning a bit more about, as I said last week, send Mesme or any of the other dynamic node builders uh, DM, and I'm sure they'll hook you up. Not much other news to touch on this week. Uh, only other thing I've got pegged is MBE news. You might've seen that I did put out the first, the Blockweb beat podcast this week which if, you, if you've been following this channel for a while, you would have noticed how it's quite an obvious throwback to the Web3 Breaking Badly news series that we published in January and February of 2022. That was a daily show and switching from that daily version to a potentially weekly version is of course going to be a lot easy to manage, but we'll see how it goes. The first episode was fun to do. And as long as it continues to be fun and it doesn't disrupt the in real life harmony, then I'll keep doing it. Speaking of which, if you do happen to come across any interesting articles that you think might be a good fit through the show through the week, then please sling me a DM and I'll try and patch them in there. All right. Giveaways time. The NBA server competition wheel. Last week's challenge was FOMO versus MEHMO. Which side are you on? predominantly why and how I did see that it was, I would have to say overwhelmingly in the Metmo category. We'll have to see if everybody can stick to that. Uh, 
So here you go. Prize, of course, was your name was going to roll in a list of all entrants for the chance to win 10,000 UPEX after fees. And you will, of course, get yourself another entry in, into the 2024 end of year giveaway prize draws. Now, Wheel of Names is playing nicely, so we'll go straight to that. Give it away. Swally says, I'll eventually change to FOMO. Yeah. And like I said, it's, it's quite normal to go backwards and forth between the two. All right, let's see who's going to win. Weekly challenge, 10,000 UPEX. Goes to... Oh, the fish might have it. Hawaiian fish. You know, that's funny. I was putting the list of participants together, and I was like, oh, fish, he did put a comment. It wasn't really an entry, but oh, I'll allow it. And what do you know? What a classic. He won. All right, let me just get out of there for a second. Uh, fish is a good bloke, so I don't mind slinging him a few upper exaroonies. So that was last week's challenge. This week's challenge, totem cycles have begun. How's it all going for you? Let us know. And if you're skipping the entire thing, well, of course, that's a valid entry submission to outline also. Just like this week, next week, your name will roll in a list of all entrants for the chance to win 10,000 10, UPEX after fees. And yet another entry into the 2024 end of year prize giveaways. So yes, totem cycles have begun. How are you going with it all? Let us know. And that brings us on to the live participants wheel. I think I got everybody. Let me just go share screen for that. I'm not going to do UPX for this one. We've given away a bunch with the quips and everything this week, so we'll do a um. We'll do a, another garden bridge here now. Where did I write that down? We've got Grizz, Levine, Swali, Bueller, man. I'm going to spell that wrong every time. Lily, I spell Lily wrong every time too. Is that all we got in? I didn't miss anybody. Yep, that's all. Okay, so this is going to be for a red garden bridge. Summer Aquatics, Red Garden Bridge. Speaking of which, I need to get manufacturing some more of those. Ooh, Swally might have got you there. He might have beat you. Swally, look at that. Comes back into the fold. Wins himself a prize straight off the bat. Um, I'm getting very close to having a showroom in every city, which, of course, is going to make all of this sort of stuff giveaways lot easier to handle. I'm applying for two more finish up tonight, another one tomorrow, and then a few more after that. And then I'll be done and dusted. So that'll make life very easy. Right. That's all I've got for this week. Anybody else got something to spruik spam? Get out there. Anything you got going on at the moment, Lily? Any particular sales or anything? Sure, I'm approved I in like 14 hours. Yep. Yeah, I um have so many models. I just I'm confused about what to make next. <laughs> nice, that's a good problem to have. Did you manage to squeeze any more in before the end of the deadline for this whole new system they're working on? I did, but I really should have been keeping track of my emails because the other day I counted my emails and I had 26 still to come. Oh. It's like, oh my god, I need double my spark and another. I need another factory. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I just applied for and it got approved a third factory. So that one's in Rio at the moment. So, yeah, I'm trying to spread that out as well. 
just to kind of play the longer game for the future, see how it all plays out. Yeah. At the moment, I just want all my factories together, but I want more factories than the spark so it's easier to control the spark. Yeah. Because controlling the spark with one factory is ridiculously hard. Yep. Yeah. Do, do you find too, I don't know, it's because I've got a mix of the very first items and the new items, some of the some of them get manufactured like 50 at once or all of the spark goes on at one and it gets pumps out one every four hours. It's kind of all over the place. Yeah, so I'm running two factories and I'll split my spark between the two so I can control what's mm. happening with it. Yeah. And are you so, keeping up with it, all the movement? Oh, it's so hard. I mean, I always knew that you weren't complaining for no reason. Yep. But I'm just like right there with you now because especially because hubby owns half the stores. Mm. So I have to send it to my main store. He can't leave LA. Yeah. And I send it to there and he picks it up from there and sends it to his store. Yes. So he can't ever leave LA for more than two days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and especially too, because uh, some of the things you're manufacturing are little tiny, like um, witches hats and all that sort of stuff. That must be fun. Yeah. Yes. They pump out quite fast. All right. You got anything particular on sale at the moment? Not really. Oh, we've got those low send markers. They're kind of flying off the floor. Mm. And um, I finally got my Pagoda approved and in and under manufacture. Nice. So, nice. yeah, only third try. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Very good. All right. Well, best of luck with all of the totem feeding and whatnots and see how you go with it all. Um, yeah. Good luck to you if you're getting up at all hours of the night. Um that game ain't for me. Anyhow, a reminder that if you're in a time zone that fits in with the new Thursday night recording schedule of starting at 7 p.m. AEST and you'd like to get involved, the link to the weekly Zoom is always going to be dropped in the NBA server about 15 minutes before the show starts. And, of course, that invitation extends to any of the channel's podcast productions. So if you have an Upland NFT or Metaverse product, service, or event to promote, then send me, Ben68, a DM. Or get yourself in the NBA server, which is linked in the description. I did have somebody reach out through the week and mention, oh, you know, I just need some time to save up the Upex to pay for it. I'm like, mate, I don't charge nothing. If you've got something to spruik and spam, um, get out of there. I don't mind doing stuff for free as long as it doesn't get, you know, out of control. Happy to get the word out if you've got something going on or you want to get something done. Other than that, all the best, everybody, and later. 